to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. That's the TARDIS. Oh, I was yeah. wondering what that sound was. <laughs> if you're wondering what that was. Well, you, uh, if, if you hear uh, some uh, rumbling in the background and stuff, that is because we are, uh, well, we're recording this live. You're probably not listening to it live. We are recording it live at Green Mountain Comic Expo on April 1st. This is in Barrie at the Civic Center right now. We're having a blast. Uh, those of you who listened in last week may have heard Jay Moulton on to plug this and a little bit about VT Comic Con. Same guy puts them on. This one's a little different. It's more artist-centric. So, uh, yeah, if you hear rumbling in the background, we're doing that. Also, uh, apologies in advance if you hear uh, some announcements or something in the background or some awkward cuts um, every once in a while an announcer will come on so uh, apologies for that but we want to make this as clean as possible to you all so we might have a couple of cuts like that yep please bear with Uh, we'll try to make this as smooth as possible Uh, right now we are in a sky booth a media booth about 25 feet 30 feet off the ground looking at a sea of geeky awesomeness yeah it's great I can see uh, Andrew down there from uh, the Vermont 501st, dressed in his brand new Scout Trooper gear. Looks movie quality. That is damn fine. Shout dude. out to Andrew Liptick. Yeah. He's uh, he's basically the uh, the owner and operator of the 501st in Vermont. Uh, a great group. A few friends of mine have actually joined recently. Yeah, killer um, costume. Looking out, I see a few other tables of artists. I can't see their names from here. Uh, I know our buddy Jesse Dorona is tabling about seven tables away. That's Johnny C., who I'm talking over right now. Yeah, yep. He won't stop talking into his fucking microphone. <laughs> He's like, literally, we've restarted the show three times yeah, now because we're not. He, we're just going to stop. That's what we gave the disclaimer. So you'll have yeah. those occasionally. And if He's getting, power hungry. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, going to his head. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, he's just I literally he's think just so- making eye contact with us, talking into the butt. He just puts it up to his <laughs> mouth and like, am I gonna do it? Am I gonna do it? I, no. al- I almost feel like it's it's spiteful towards us because we all morning we were like, we'll record later. We'll yeah. record later. And, it, it was and nothing going on. And now it's just like, hey, by the way, yeah, blah blah blah. We just stepped away from the table, sort of. So I think we're safe for a minute, maybe. Minute. Um, we got an easy yeah, minute here. So again. Awkward cuts might happen. You might hear that announcer in the background, but we're just going to ram right through it. And uh, But we do have a, a, a standard show, sort of. Um, sort you, even, of. Even though, even though we're coming uh, at you live, we figured we'd get some content plowed out of the way. And one of the things we're doing is because we're recording on April 1st, and it's such a pain in the butt to actually find real stories on April 1st, we figured we'd just, uh, when you can't beat them, join them. And we found some intentionally fake, uh, though kind of the best of the fake news stories and, and things that have gone out this uh, April 1st. And then at the end of the show, we've got some standard web droppings as well. Yeah, we flipped the script on the show. No discussion this week, no extended piece at the end. We're just going to basically cover the fake news we had to yeah. weed through because at first it was annoying, and then we're like, you let's know just, what, let's, let's embrace with it. it. man. Yeah, roll with it. And then we've got some real stories at the end that we caught from a couple days ago. And actually, the first one was... Uh, Kind of, uh, it was coincidental as you were looking for the stories. I believe you got like a little, uh, what, a little pop up? I did. I was using my phone to search for stories for the show, and then the Weather Channel app put up a little notification. And I've been getting these 24 7. No, 24. 1. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning for the last 24 hours. Yeah, that's the worst 7 Eleven ever. <laughs> Open 24-1. And it's a, it's a random day of the week. It's like, it might be Tuesday this week. Yeah, we, open we, all night, but... We were recording for Vermont, and a massive snowstorm hit us, and we were getting alerts all the time saying, like, snow's beginning, snow's ending. Which we missed, right, all this yeah. kind of stuff. We got, you know, close to a foot, I think, probably dumped in the middle of the... So of the it, was, it was pretty expected to get another notification, but this one reads, and I'm going to say, I'm going to quote this, 
the Weather t- Channel to launch Fantasy Weather app, allowing users to pit hurricanes versus tornadoes in a steel cage match. That's pretty awesome. And the thing about that, and I was mentioned to you earlier uh, at one of our seven other takes that we tried, is that <laughs> the thing that uh, that frustrates me about uh, April Fools is that occasionally something will pop up that's clearly a joke, but I wish it was real, and that is definitely one of them. Like I would, I would use the Weather Channel uh, app a lot more if I could just pit weather against weather. Absolutely. Now, um, I got to say, out of all the different uh, fake April Fool's Day news stories we found, Google went off. Yeah, you, you, you're you bundling a few. We got a few little Google stories here. Yeah, I was looking to see if I had any more down here because I see you added some show notes. But, yeah, uh, no, I think you've just got the three. We've got we have Google, Wind, Pets, and Gnome. Yeah, we have Google Wind, yep. which uh, isn't so much a story as a video they made where they talk about how the weather in, uh, what country was it? Norway? Uh, it was like Sweden, Netherlands. Well, maybe, I don't know. Ireland, one of those ultra-white northern countries where yeah. everyone says, With a lot of wind. Yeah, debork. Where, where apparently it, like, it, it rains most of the time and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, what we, uh, what we have is Google Wind, where they've taken every windmill that's naturally occurring as a, uh, as a part of the topography of northern Europe. Yeah, we're somewhere. <laughs> and uh, they've synced them all into this one Google pattern where from one switchboard with one switch... They can turn every windmill on, face them upward, and make the rain go away. Yep, like, blow yep. storms away to make the weather nice. I mean, granted, it's very windy in that regard, but there's no uh, there's no rain. Yep. And uh, the idea was also that they could do localized rain when it's needed. And in the video, it actually shows one small rain cloud uh, raining on one guy's, like, yeah. lawn garden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of lawn gardens, we have, for our second one, Google Gnome. That's G-N-O-M-E, correct? Uh, yeah. Yes. It gnome. looks like a garden gnome, like the, the Travelocity gnome, but more yeah. streamlined, like an Apple device. Like yeah, it has it, no well, face. It, it sort of looks like the, uh, what are the, the, um, the, the Amazon little tube daily. Well, that's kind of the idea you know? with it. Like the, uh, the Siri for Amazon, it's a tube you put on your yeah, table yeah, and you yeah, talk yeah, exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. You talk to it like, hey, uh, not Siri, what's going on? Not Siri, can you buy me something on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing it does. It just, it just orders stuff. Yeah. It just and assumes you want stuff that you're talking and about. And you don't actually order it. You just are talking about stuff and it mails it to you and charges yeah, you yeah, for exactly. it. <laughs> yeah, it's the instead of one click, it's one voice, it's just one spoken word. But this is uh, supposedly similar to this, like fake, obviously. But. Yeah, the Google uh, Gnome will play fetch with your dog. It'll mow your lawn. It will turn on your sprinklers. It'll set an alarm to tell you to smell the roses yep. and a host of other useless and nonsensical things that it couldn't a possibly lot of lawn, do. A lot of lawn-based things. A lot of lawn-based things. Yes. Now, the next story we have is... Google Pets? Something? I don't even know what this one's this all about. This is something in the Google Play Store. It is... And I'm looking for the title of it because it's kind of hidden here. I thought it was just like Google Google for Pets or something We are like so that. prepared. I don't know. Yeah, no, we're, we're, this is uh, this is pretty much on the fly, but it's yeah, where uh, is it? Yeah, I, uh, Google Play for Pets yeah, is all you have Yeah, just Google Play for Pets. All right, uh, it's literally a Google Play for Pets, so that you can download an app where your pets can search the internet using the 3D Touch by putting their paw on your phone and pressing the screen, and it will allow them to do things like surf the web and find deals on tennis balls, or cat food, or cat litter, or squeaky toys, and uh, essentially, I would say it's Amazon. Slash Google for your dog. For your, for your or dog cat. or cat, yeah. And uh, as you know, it does not exist because <laughs> this is all April Fool's. So if anyone's getting their hopes up that this is a thing, it fucking isn't. That's too bad. I mean, that one's kind of ridiculous anyway. Um, now, our next one is not a Google product. It's, no. it's an equally big company, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And this- it, it is a real thing. 
And I'm, I'm guessing you've got to, I mean, I don't know, is this going to stay up or not? i got to make sure to catch it when See, I get home. I'm wondering if it is or isn't because of this here. Um, it, okay. Well, apparently it's 48 minutes, uh, and but they and they call it uh, Netflix Live. And it but is not live. But apparently it's not live. They, they just replay the same 48 minutes over and over again. But yep. the best part about it is it's uh, it's narrated by Will Arnett, who, yep. if you know from like BoJack Horseman, of course, uh, Arrested, Arrested Development as Job. Um, he's insanely hilarious also has a, a good like narration voice and it's him just narrating pretty much an office of mundane mundanity mundanity yeah, people just doing their work uh there's a microwave i guess yeah i guess there's a, a microwave and it's microwave of a burrito and he's like doing commentary over top of it but apparently with the fervor of a sports commentator yeah um so hopefully uh, i mean if it didn't stay up hopefully you caught it if not maybe it's too late and you just missed out but uh hopefully sure someone will have a like a, a rip of it or something yeah on i'm guessing if, if it doesn't I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just keep it up and you can search for it I don't well know. we found it because on reddit someone posted a, a screen grab from their phone of netflix live and then it says canceled over it but there's still a play button and below it it says netflix live canceled uh three stars out of five Netflix Live has been canceled. We miscalculated the number of people who would like to binge watch microwaves. Dave from Analytics is going to be in trouble. Yeah. So apparently they pitched it and didn't go over it well, despite the uh, best efforts with Will Arnett in tow. So uh, moving on from that, our oh, next April Fools. Oh, Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub is always uh, a good one to count on. Last year they did Cornhub. And if you went, it was just various sexy pictures of corn. How do, what, Describe a sexy picture of corn. It's corn. What makes it sexy? Don't you find corn sexy? Uh, I did one time when I was watching that movie, um, Sleepwalkers, the Stephen King movie with the cat people, and that cop got the corn cob uh, shoved through his skull. Oh yeah, that, that's right. And actually, the other that's time, corn cob. The other time is actually uh, uh, our good friend, uh, uh, Mr. Darren Ewing's movie Troll Two, where they that were was doing even the sexier, like with the they corn. Actually, yeah, they, they were doing the corn, like, together. The corn together, like Lady in the Tramp style, and then it started popping like popcorn. Yeah, that was actually truly sexy. That, that's actually the probably the sexiest I've ever seen corn. That's the only two times I can actually think of corn cob in movies, like an actual corn cob playing a plot point. Which is funny because there's a lot of like about corn like fields, but not a lot of actual corn play in in. Yeah, there were a lot of children in the corn movies. Why weren't they the just corn hanging didn't out? come into play? It was just no. it was just a field. Yeah, you'd think like that at least be chomping on a chunk of corn or every once in a while. Killing people with it, like corn knives. Like, yeah, like in Sleepwalkers. I want to. Okay, we got a, a petition, like a Kickstarter or something like that for corn knives. Uh, just just a <laughs> yeah, that would actually or just like, like a corn based horror movie. You know, we've we've had plenty of indie horror directors and stuff on. Maybe one you of know them the, can get this going. You know, going. big corn is going to come down on us pretty hard. It, corn drives our country. It, it's in our ethanol. The, uh, the corn lobby it's in is our, actually it's pretty supermarket. Apparently, pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, so we we might not get this one off the ground. They may murder us with corn cops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it could actually be a whole movie about the corn lobby, and that's what they. Yeah, we, we'll we'll work out the, the we'll details. Work out the kinks. Empty, uh, promises. empty promises. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so they didn't do Corn Hub this year. No, what we got this year is thanks for sharing, and it's a single image put out on April first by Pornhub. This is thanks for sharing. Pornhub now has automatic video sharing to your social media accounts, and it says we need to manually share your video. Oh, why? No, yeah, no need, need yep. to manually share your video to your friends and family ever again. Because this new revolutionary feature does it for you automatically. And in the <laughs> middle of the screen, there's two options. Thanks, Pornhub, and WTF, reverse this now. <laughs> Which I'm thinking that is probably clickable for analytics. Yeah. To see how many people do what here. Because some well, people I'm, are going to think it's how real. Many, yeah, because I'm curious what their metrics are. Like, after people, if people don't realize it's real, I mean, I think it's real, I'm sorry. And they just are like, okay, I'm just going to take a day off from Pornhub. Or if they're just like, WTF, but I'll still go. I'm just, yeah. 
turn on I'm gonna, incognito I'm gonna roll, log out of all my I'm going to roll these die. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, just, <laughs> Grandma, here I come. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, actually, actually, you know what would be good maybe for next year for Pornhub to uh, like do reverse camera. Like, does your, <laughs> does, does your device have a camera front facing your phone, your laptop, yeah. your desktop? It's <laughs> like a guy sweating. Yeah, we're going to, they can literally start their own, like, uh, what is it, subcategory? Yeah. Of screenshots of users. Of watching Watching porno. Yeah. yeah. It's just a collection of people going like, <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, so anyway, don't worry, Pornhub folks. Um, your, your stuff is not actually getting shared. Uh, the last one we found was Stack Overflow. Would you like to explain to the listeners who may not know what Stack Overflow is? Yeah, Stack Overflow I use quite a bit in the development community. It's pretty much like uh, it's it's a very popular forum to get your questions answered uh, from the community. And it's extremely helpful because it's there's just millions of people using it. So you have any kind of development question, it can be answered on Stack Overflow. Okay. Now, uh, what they've done is set up a video for Stack Overflow's newest update feature, which is Dance Dance Authentication. Yeah. Uh, the idea here is uh, passwords are passe, thumbprints are old news. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, we need Retina to Retina scanning current. doesn't exist yet. So. so you basically pattern a dance, and the computer will watch your dance moves, and if they match the dance moves you said you would do, it unlocks. And uh, I like towards the end, there's a guy who dances and his computer says wrong password and they have to bring in tech support and it's a younger, hipper person <laughs> and he has to do like a pop lock routine, which is very complicated <laughs> to, get, to get like admin something that, like, password. Yeah, something that like nobody else, very few people can do. Oh yeah, like a very technical, youthful <laughs> dance. So it's like, the, go, it's like the, the key that gets you in everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It was the admin password and it was like popping and locking. <laughs> That's pretty, yeah, I haven't actually watched the video yet because... Uh, because here it is, zero yet. research for the show. I, I didn't realize that we were gonna check that. Out. A lot zero of these, a lot of these are research. Chair does zero research. That's true. That's true. Um, Which is amazing because you're very knowledgeable. Oh, oh, do we actually do have one more about uh, Virgin Trains? I was gonna. Uh, I didn't read that about. one. Do you want to do that one? Zero research. Zero research. Scott does zero research. That was go go zero research. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I only have so many jingles in my head before I start reusing some from other people. Go go zero originality. That didn't, yeah, work. That didn't work. <laughs> no, it didn't. It, it failed miserably. Uh, Virgin Trains. Okay, uh, Virgin Airlines. Virgin Mister. Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, um, uh, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, there we go. Ron the Jeremy, founder the founder Virgin of Virgin. Um, you know who we're talking about? The rich guy. Uh, so Ralph anyway, Nader. so apparently Virgin, tra- I don't know, uh, Virgin Trains is a thing. I'm it's a train that's never been through a tunnel. <laughs> it just stops short of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it just backs out. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, this is as far as we go. Uh, not before marriage. <laughs> um, uh, so so uh, this again, uh, April Fool's story. Virgin Trains apparently launches a contactless ticket system so instead of having to have a ticket you give somebody and they're like you know scan it or whatever like that you got to go you can actually get your pass uh tattooed on your wrist your one-time pass yeah one-time pass so uh you know everywhere you go you can uh you can get on without actually having to touch people well in a weird way i kind of like that because when you get a passport and you're like i'm gonna get this stamped in all kinds of countries but your passport lasts three years and you only go to one country yeah, yeah. I would like a lifetime password so I could collect all those stamps and That's be like, true. look at my life abroad. That would be cool if they tattooed you every time you uh, went yeah. to a different country. Yep. 
It's got a, yeah. Because then it would be a permanent way to see it. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, that's right. Because I really do feel disappointed. I'm going to have, like, when I'm 80, I'm going to have a stack of maybe four passports, because that's how many I'll accumulate. Yep. And each one will probably have one stamp. <laughs> it, it'll be the lamest travel history. Canada. 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 <laughs> they don't even stamp it when you go to Canada. They don't. Do they? I know. No, I, I don't think so. I've never used a passport to get into Canada. It's I we have, do the enhanced driver. I did last time I went, but I don't even remember if they stamped it. I think they looked at it and handed it back. That sounds like a... A Canada thing. Can't, can't, can't anything yeah. to do. We like. We don't want to dirty up your passport, eh? I used it in the Bahamas, and they stamped it there. Oh, cool. Okay. So I got a Bahamas stamp. And you'll get another one at some point, yeah. When I go back to the Bahamas? Uh, you said you'd get one place, right? One stamp? Well, that was my one place. <laughs> oh, literally. And that was like two years ago, so my passport's almost dead. So you're going to have four passports and only one stamp on, on any on, of them? On each. Oh, okay, on each. No, yeah. they share one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So anyway, so that's the uh, that's the end of our April Fool's roundup. Uh, we want to go into our standard web droppings right I now. I guess. Uh, do we have any form of concept of time at all? With, we do. We're at we're twenty two minutes. Twenty two yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, that seems like a good point of the show yeah, to yeah. move on. We can always um, figure. The thing is, though, if we end up a little short, we'll uh, we'll tack a few minutes of one of our uh, lost and founds at the end. Heck, we could even throw in our Bambox ad here since we do have a sponsor oh, that we almost never mentioned. That's right. That's too bad to. to so anyway, check out our Bambox ad. Oh, Scott, it's you. Thank God. I've been all over space and time hoping to find you. I have terrible news about the future. You need to heed my very serious warnings very seriously. Oh, hey there. It's nice of you to stop in. Now, while I have you here, let me tell you a little bit about the BAM box. What's a BAM box? Can I eat it? In the future, all food is hoarded by the alien overlords who conquered Earth after we were weakened from the fallout from global warming. The BAM box is a mystery monthly subscription box full of hard-to-find collectibles, limited edition items, exclusives, and autographs. I don't know this word. Autograph? Is it something that we could uh, use, possibly, to prevent the eventual takeover? Bambox promises at least one autographed item in every box. Perhaps it's something consumable, then. Again, food is at a premium in the future. You must help. Last night, my wife and I ate dirt biscuits for dinner. One out of every ten boxes includes an extra autograph. She died later that night of dirt gout. Random boxes get one-up cards with upgraded items. For instance, I received a movie replica of The Ring from Lord of the Rings that was upgraded from Sterling Silver version to a 14-karat gold version. The alien overlords have ensconced themselves in the entirety of Earth's gold supply. It pains me to look at it. If you've ever been to a big comic convention... I haven't, but I've heard good things. You know that... There are some really expensive, hard-to-find movie replicas available, as well as celebrities selling autographs and other hard-to-find items. Oh, like, uh, like, like food, water, like uh, clothes. I don't have to steal off of corpses. Subscribing to Bambox saves you all the hassle of traveling to one of the big conventions and waiting in line for hours, only to overpay for the geeky good merch you want. If you go to lostatomepodcast.com and click on the Bambox link at the top of the page, you can join a very exclusive club of very happy people. Happy? Past boxes have included a replica from Friday the 13th of the hockey mask worn by Jason Voorhees, autographed by the first actor to play him. Also, a full-size steel replica of the Batarang, replicas of both of the license plates from the DeLorean from the Back to the Future series, Autographed copies of Gen 13, Lady Death, as well as autographed prints by famous artists of interesting characters. Well, 
That all does sound pretty cool. I guess the future's future can wait then. Well, then if you're interested, head over to the thelostatomepodcast.com and follow the Bambox link to their incredible site and make sure to use offer code LAH10 to get 10% off your first order. Well, maybe if all this Bambox stuff pans out, the future, it'll be A-OK. All right, with that out of the way, I guess we're going to now go into uh, web dropping. Web dropping. All right, for our first web dropping, we have Monkey Gets Drunk on Rum threatens Brazilian residents with a knife. Awesome. Moving on. (laughs) Actually, let's let's get a little deeper into this story. Um, This was in a Brazilian town, and I'm kind of confused why they don't state which town, although I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, This monkey was found on someone's roof wielding a knife, stabbing at the roof, and basically causing all the onlookers to be frightened and were worried that he might come down and start stabbing them. Uh, Apparently, this monkey went to a local bar stole some rum and drank it while also stealing a knife. Man, he had something. That was premeditated, man. You know that. He was like, oh, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get that knife. I'm going to have a hell of a time. I'm going to stab that roof. <laughs> that roof that took my wife, <laughs> took my kids. What do you think now, <laughs> Mr. Roof? Yeah, it says uh, firefighters are able to catch the monkey and take the knife away from him without anyone getting harmed. And they released him into the nearby woods. Uh it says he returned to the town to begin another rampage. Uh, and now they're deciding whether to re-release him back into the woods or this time what was that? hold him in captivity. We are going to another link. Yeah, there is a link that continues this story. Uh, after they were called to the bar to remove the monkey, and after he was put in the woods, he did come back, and he apparently... Uh, that's a link to the same story uh, with different words. Yeah. So, wow. so yeah. it went in the woods and came back, and apparently they were just like, if it's going to keep coming back to this bar and being a hazard, they need to either lock it up or, or kill just, it. Just, oh, that's my oh. own. I'm, 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 I'm adding a little <laughs> just, to the story. You're embellishing. I yeah. feel like the, the we three paragraphs of the story is didn't have enough color. So, um, so, so, that, so, so if you see somebody is c- beating a monkey to death in Brazil, <laughs> you know it's because it tried to fight people with a knife. So a monkey walked into a bar. And walked up to the bartender and said, and the bartender's like, all right, he gives him a drink. And then a knife. Yeah, you go like, I guess he didn't want rum. And oh. then we had a story. Yep. It's not a good joke, but it is a good web dropping. That's true. That's true. It's a terrible joke. Now, hopefully this next web dropping is a little more informative. And we're going to move to Nigeria, where right. Nigerians boycott Coca-Cola drinks after court rules them as poisonous which, which is kind of funny because I, I don't think it was this uh country but we were uh dealing with some other countries in africa uh, a couple of weeks ago or so we were about, talking about doom about, about well, there's that and another uh religious culty type thing you know a, a church whatever that essentially was allowed to poison their uh yep. congregants if you will and though that was fine but the, coca-cola oh, yeah. yeah spraying people in the face with pesticides fine in, in the name of for in the name in of the god name of jesus yeah uh, but yeah, apparently a court in uh, Nigeria, in Lagos, has said that the high levels of benzoic acid and sunset additives, which I'm curious about that wording. What is a sunset additive? I have no idea. Um, in popular soft drinks from the Coca-Cola company, could pose a health risk to consumers when mixed with as exorbic acid, uh, which is basically vitamin C. Yeah. Um, the idea here is that they are warning that Fanta and Sprite in particular should be labeled saying that if you drink this and take vitamin C, it could hurt you. Well, 
but I really, I mean, I don't really I, what, believe what, the combination of those two things I mean, will maybe, hurt you. Not like hurt enough. I, I'm not like because, you will die. Like yeah, because you'll foam it's, at the it's, mouth it's the same, and fall down. Yeah, or like get a little stomach cramp or something like that. Because otherwise, I, I feel like I'm guessing our FDA. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Coca Cola has been really good about keeping that off the of labels. But. Maybe, but like, I, I just can't believe in a million years that if I crack a can of Sprite and take two supplements of vitamin C pills, yeah. and drink it's, the pills with the Sprite, that I will die. Yeah, it's gonna be like uh, two, Pop Rocks and Coke or something like that, where you all see your stomach things. just explodes. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see. But the I don't know. Chemi- chemical interactions, you know, they happen with medicine and all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's only one way to find out. I uh, say I guess, we go uh, home, get some Fanta and uh, some vitamin it. C. And uh, just live stream that mother. Live stream a, a. It wouldn't quite be a suicide. No, you get like get a like a, probably some stomach pains or I'm, something. I, well, I mean, if you died, would it be considered a suicide? Uh, we shouldn't say it is because one of us got to sue uh, Coca Cola. Yeah, for not labeling it as such. As long as you don't do it in Nigeria. So, so you basically would be doing a review of Sprite and vitamin C pills. Yeah. At the same time, like, like, gonna do, we're going to review these vitamin C pills. These are a uh, store brand. Yeah, moving on to the next we're thing. Doing, we're going to review Fender. this Sprite, also store. Yeah. No, nope, Coca Cola. We just, just want to see, uh, you know, how the, the yeah. Let's it, do it, that. It, they're not. It's not about them together. It's just we're going to do a, a YouTube separate where we're reviewing them separately yeah, together. Together, yes. And then when you die, you well, if I died, you'd sue them, and if you died, right. I'd yeah, sue yeah. Them. Well, somebody'd sue and get some money. So, but we I don't know we're know putting who... our whole scheme on air, but, you know. We, we don't have to air this episode. I actually like the scheme better than our, our show so far this week. Maybe, let's go uh, with that. Maybe we go with the scheme and we drop the episode. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Uh, uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much the, this in a nutshell. They, the, they put it through the court. It is now a firm judgment that it is considered a poison. Uh, so, yeah, you can't drink Coca-Cola in Nigeria, or if you do... Or I, th- I think it at least has to be labeled, I think. That's what they're saying. They're trying to get it labeled, but you know how this is going to go. They're fighting a, an American conglomerate company. It's not going to happen, like, with a snap of their fingers, especially with Nigeria. No, no, no. They're yeah. not a superpower like us. Yeah, we're, we're just going to be like, no, let people die. All right, uh, last story of the week. Oh, yeah, and actually, I, I hate to do this to you, Scott, but I'm actually supposed to be on the uh, panel um, in a little bit. Are so, you going to be on the panel about panels? Yeah, but I've got. I'm on panel, the panel, panel. I'm on the panel panel. But the good thing is, is I actually saw our buddy uh, Bruce Bruce kicking around, and I told him to take my place for a second, uh, which is good because this next story actually comes from one of his favorite spots. Actually, okay. Um, uh, do you want to grab him real quick? Yeah, yeah. No, just, he's, he's actually he's waiting show. right there. I just got to uh, hit this panel real quick. Here, I'll do some commentary on the crowd since we are still at Green Mountain Comic Expo, well above the crowd. I actually saw two friends of mine out there, Lloyd and Robin, but oh. I don't know where they went. Hey, Bruce hey, Bruce. How you doing? Bruce Bruce, what oh, brings you to the con? Uh, you know, comics and stuff. You like comic books? Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm cosplaying as, uh, as Crocodile Dundee. I thought that's how you dressed. You know, well, oh, it is, it is. Uh, it is for the most part. Uh, uh, that's I, I honestly a racist comment of the show, my, my one. Yeah. Uh, I think all Australians dress like that for in the most my part, yeah. yeah, but the good thing is uh, now that I'm sight side here, uh, a lot of people don't realize that, so they just assume I'm, I'm cosplaying. So it's like I, I get in these pictures. I'm on all these pictures and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I get to carry a knife around. And guys, say, it's not a knife. It's a it's a very beautiful knife, by the way. It's a it's a Bowie knife. It's I, a David Bowie's knife. I was just going to ask that. No, I bought it from uh, from an auction. They said it was a, a a real live David Bowie knife. A real live. Yes, it's it's dressed funny, and it's uh, <laughs> you don't know if it's a man or a woman. Okay, fair enough. It, uh, androgynous, I believe. They can call it the androgynous Bowie knife. Can you stab either gender with it? Uh, you can stab anybody you want with it, really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would I would not condone such a thing. Uh, anyway, so so I hear uh, from Jeremiah, he's on the panel on panels, uh, which uh, is supposed to be riveting. 
Uh, but he told me to come up here and just uh, get, you know make, do a little bit of uh, speaking. Uh, I guess you've got a story to, to chit chat about. Yeah, I found a story about New Zealand. Ooh, nice. Uh, which I know you have a little uh, mixed emotions about. Uh, not exactly mixed. I would say it's horrible, it's terrible, and it's pretty much like if you take uh, Australia and smash it with a hammer and then mash it together in your fist, take a poo on it, make Peter Jackson eat it, because he'll eat anything, big old fat bastard, and, uh, and then he poops it out, and then it lays on the ground, you go, ah, that looks like New Zealand. Okay, okay. That- That's pretty much how I feel about it. I wish you'd be more clear and descriptive with your uh, phrasing, but maybe next time. Ah, you know, it's ugly. Okay, fair. That, hey, that nailed it. All right, good. <laughs> so what is it about this uh, awful, god-awful place you're talking about? Hopefully a, a story about how terrible it is? Uh, maybe. Depends on how you take the story. Um, New Zealand man challenges environment minister to fist fight over water pollution policy. Yeah, that's that's a very, uh, that's crazy. That's more of an Aussie thing to do, actually. You're usually like, because yeah, the way we uh, solve massive problems is uh, we have to box kangaroos. Okay. okay. For the most part, what you do is uh, you, you go down, you say like, oh, no, I've got this uh, this problem. You go to the courts. They call it kangaroo court for a reason. And you go to kangaroo court and they go, uh, all right, you got to box that kangaroo. And so whoever wins, I wins always, the uh, the court. I they, always thought that was just a saying. No, kangaroo court's real and it's judge kangaroo. There's a kangaroo as a judge and he just uh, he just goes, oh, that's the sound kangaroos make. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um. Well, do you want to get back into the story? No. Okay. No, well, go ahead, I guess. <laughs> Sounds like you've got an agenda. Uh, I just want to get through this. Okay. Um, Very good. Very professional. Greg Burns. Ah, uh, good guy. A general manager of the Te Kohaka Otuhaitara Nailed Cons- it. Conservation Trust. Nailed it. <laughs> I really don't know what any of those words are. It's a conservation trust. It's about the gibberish. It came from New Zealand, right? Yeah. Well, it's probably the Maori. Yeah, sure. Um, he issued a challenge to Nick Smith, the environmental uh, minister. That name sounds a little made up. Nick Smith. Like somebody's like, what's your name? Because he got in trouble. He goes, ah, Nick Smith. I like that. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know never to trust anyone with two first names. Well, well Smith, I guess, could be. Could be. Has been. Could be. Has been. Anything's a first name Smith, if it's a first Smithy. name. Yeah. Smithers. Uh, Smitty. 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 That's right. It's, it's, uh, it's. Irish or Scottish or something. Now, Greg Burns of the Conservation Trust uh, challenged him to a fist fight in a newspaper classified ad. Yeah, he, a- he asked. Oh, I see. So he put a classified ad and said, yep. "Ah, I'm going to fight you." Yep. He asked him to meet him in the in Christchurch for a boxing match with Queensberry rules. The loser has to frolic uh, in rules. a local swimming hole that Greg Burns says is no longer fit for swimming. Yeah, no, I've been there. It's just, uh, it's just pull a sludge for the most part. It's very poisonous, filled with Fanta and stuff like that. It's it's mm. sludgy. It's Makes actually sense. where a lot of our runoff from uh, uh, Australia goes. We just pump it right into this little bog, and we're like, yeah, take that. So we pump. We actually uh, spent $45 billion building a tunnel underneath, and we actually built the tunnel, and uh, now we pipe all the poo into New Zealand because people aren't going to know the difference anyway. Well, okay. Um, I have a quote here from Greg, and this is about the situation. He says, I guess it's about being frustrated by how far our politicians seem to be from the common people which I tend to include myself in. And I work by myself, so I probably have a bit too much time to think. Yes. Do you think that's the problem with New Zealanders? They're thinking too much? Well, they try to think all the time because they don't know what the hell... They're they're stupid. Very dumb. You know the average IQ of people from New Zealand? Negative. It's a negative number. Just the word negative. (laughs) They just made it up specifically for New Zealanders. It's so so stupid. 
Now, do you think that this is going to happen? You know what? Uh, is Peter there a Jackson, precedent for Peter this? Jackson's IQ is? No. Hamburger. Another made-up number? Oh, no. He's just, he got to choose. They go, all right, well, Sir Peter Jackson, they knighted him over there in New Zealand because uh, they have knights, right? And, uh, and they're like, okay, what, what do you, what do you uh, want your IQ to be? It's like hamburgers. Because no? he's, he's fat. Yeah. Peter Jackson. <laughs> he ate two of my friends once. I don't believe that. He used them as buns in a sandwich. I don't believe that either. He stuffed it full of meat and just said, oh, I'm going to eat you now. Okay, I'm starting to believe it the more you yeah. say it. Yeah, you know, every time he, he looks out at everything and he's, he just sees hamburgers and hot dogs. That's how he sees the world. So how did he make so many films? Uh, he's, well, he's, he's very good at uh, putting it to life on, uh, on the big screen. It's like, hamburger, stand over there. A uh, hot dog, what I want you to say to hamburger is, uh, is this and this and this. And they go, okay, well, my name's actually uh, uh, Rudy. What is his name? Sean Aston. And you're like, ah, oh, shut up, hamburger. <laughs> I wish this was a reality. Yeah, and actually uh, what they call the, the uh, assistance to hamburgers, hamburger helper. That's a joke. It's an uh, Australian joke. Oh my god! It kills kills in Australia. It does, and I think, anyway, uh, what was he saying? I, I actually think that was about all the story that we need to say. Um, the, the there has been no reaction. Uh, the fight has not happened. I don't believe the minister will ah. actually participate in this. Must but, be bad. But this apparently is a real problem. Uh, the E. coli contamination is off the charts. Uh, the water is not safe for drinking. It's not safe for playing in. Uh, it's actually a real oh, it's problem. A, it's, a, it's a sludge pond. We where we pipe our poo from Australia. And I do have to say, no matter how lowly you think New Zealanders are, uh, Greg Burns did a really good thing by putting this ad in the paper. He created a story where a story wouldn't normally happen because, you know, the environment's New Zealand, swept yes. under the rug a lot oh, God, Yeah, yes, yes. And uh, this also, act, he, this so he specifically enough. brought to life the uh, the poop pond. Yes, in, yes, yes. By doing something weird, by issuing a challenge to a fist fight, he's made international news. Yeah, because people are like, oh, what's that pond filled with poo? Which isn't news. Oh, it would be. You kidding? <laughs> if we had a poop pond around here? Oh, in Vermont. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think that's it for the story. All right, Tim Tim. All right, that was good. We had Bruce Bruce on the air. Um, not a common occurrence, and I was actually shocked to see him <laughs> at the con, but it's good he yeah. showed up. Uh, Chair, yep. you're back. Absolutely, yeah. Panel on panels went well. Uh, talked about uh, panels. We were it's uh, Ceiling panels? Uh, well, it was actually multiple panels. It, uh, Jay apparently didn't do a great job. I mean, he's done a great job with this, but he didn't oversee the, this specific panel. So we had like three different people that did totally different concepts of panels. I was talking about creating panels for cons. And some, one other guy was talking about drawing panels for comic books. The other one was talking about ceiling panels. Uh, and I heard there was a fourth person who was barred entry who just wanted to talk about wood paneling. Yeah. Well, like wood paneling cars specifically. You know, those cool, like, repanel your car on the side of the car, 70s style? Yep, yep. yep. Yeah. But mostly uh, wood uh, paneling pedophile vans. Yeah, I saw him angrily get into a wood paneled uh, a convertible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do donuts in the parking lot. Yeah, that's, was, what, that's what he did. He wood, was angry, did angry donuts. It was a wood-paneled Cadillac convertible. Uh, he turned that thing into an ugly, god-awful beast. Uh, very but, flammable. <laughs> very flammable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overheating. Oh, shit, I'm on fire. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I guess, okay, so we've got uh, web droppings out of the way. Um, I think, I know at the top of the show we said we don't have much for a discussion piece, but we sort of have. I mean, it's... It's oh. not a web dropping. It's not a full discussion piece, but we've got, I don't know, a good 20 minutes uh, left. a little so. something here. Um, basically what we have is an old story that I couldn't quite fit into a previous episode. And we decided since we're at the con and we have a little bit of time to kill, let's, let's talk about, okay. let's talk about Sylvester Mats. Ooh, this is interesting. M-A-T-U-S-K-A. Matuska. Yeah. Okay. Sylvester Matuska. What, what's the uh, origin of that name? Uh, Where's this person from? 
He is Hungarian. Well, okay. technically, he was born in what is now part of Serbia. Okay. The maps have been redrawn post-World War II. Okay. Uh, okay. This individual... Oh, that, that part of the world. Okay. Yeah, this individual was born in 1892, and that's probably why a lot of people have never heard of this guy's name. But uh, he was infamous just leading up to and during World War II when he decided he had a new hobby, which was derailing trains. Oh, cool. That sounds like a good, uh, safe easy fun hobby to get into so how do you derail a train other than i mean well you, first of all you i guess you, that was you, back you, in the day when like it was probably easier to derail a train than now. i would say it's, it's just as easy to do it now as you it was so? then trains haven't really changed a lot unless you're talking no, about but, those mag i mean they, they, they did they did replace the tracks from wood tracks to you know they, sure. had, they, they had like the wood purely wood and then they when they laid the full metal one down um but yeah that, that's true they don't and it's not like America's going to get... Uh, actually, that wasn't in America anyway, but uh, we're not getting any fancy trains anytime soon. We're still running on the old-fashioned bastards. Um, you know, uh, like Virgin trains. Those are pretty nice. Yeah, the ones the that ones don't, that go, don't through go through tunnels. tunnels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better than those premature ejaculating trains that just go through a tunnel and blow up halfway through. To... Uh... <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, to actually double down on this, it, you asked how do you, how did he do this? Yeah. Well, it helps if he is a Hungarian mechanical engineer. Oh well, that'll help. Anything's easier when you're a mechanical engineer. Yep. Um. So what happened is in December of 1930 and January of 1931, he tried to derail two trains unsuccessfully, and womp, womp, one was womp. in Berlin and the other was. Actually, I think they were both near Berlin. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, they were both unsuccessful, and they were actually thought to be Nazi motivated because at one of the scenes of one of the wait the trains were or his derailing his, his, his derailings. Okay. They thought the criminal, and they didn't know who it was, was a Nazi or a Nazi sympathizer because they found a Nazi newspaper at the site of one of the derailings. Okay. Uh, a bounty was put on his head for a hundred thousand Reichmarks, which translated uh, to is nothing now. Well, yeah, I mean, it literally doesn't, means literally doesn't exist now. probably. No, but, no, but. Actually, I think I have one in my wallet. It's, oh, like, yeah? it's like 100 Reichmarks, and it's worth like But who knows what penny. it was back in the, the 1900s, early 1900s. Now, uh, in September of 1931, he took a couple months good off, year, I'm guessing, to year. figure out how to possibly derail trains better. Yeah, because uh, he succeeded. that, though? I mean, yeah, I guess you exactly. just like, build little <laughs> models and be like, that's it. But I guess just more research, I guess, maybe better tools. Sure, yeah. He actually uh, re- derailed the Vienna Express heading towards Vienna. All right. Fucking, um, they had it coming. He killed 22 people, injured a 110, no, 120, 17 of those severely. Okay. Uh, this was his big one, actually. This is the one that basically put got him on him, the map. They put him on the map and took trains off the map and took trains off the map. Yeah. <laughs> um, he placed numerous sticks of dynamite in a brown fiber suitcase. Oh, that would derail a train. He detonated it as the train went over a viaduct, which was essentially a bridge over a aqueduct. That's that's in my head what that means. I could be entirely wrong. Uh, mechanical <laughs> engineers, listeners of ours, uh, please let us know if we are completely off base on that. Um, but that derailment was huge, and when the 11 coach cars plunged into the ravine 30 meters deep, he was found by the police, but passed himself off as a survivor. Okay, that's smart. That's smart. Uh, like, oh, you look absolutely unscathed there, and you have a uh, bag that says TNT on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I was just... I was a traveling TNT salesman. <laughs> <laughs> with like a, yeah, like the encyclopedias with like a, a briefcase with TNT written on it. Uh, and I uh, I uh, sold all my TNT, was heading home, because there's none in my bag. Yeah, you see that? It's huh? empty. Empty bag. I didn't Couldn't use it to derail a train or anything. Couldn't have derailed the train because I didn't have any. Yeah. Well, how am I supposed <laughs> to do that? Well, your logic is absolutely airtight, sir. 
Now, what's interesting is he was arrested one month later and confessed to the crimes. Uh, we don't know under what like circumstances or what the situation was of his arrest, but he coughed up the fact that he uh, derailed the train pretty quickly. Yeah, see? So did he, uh, was there any specific, did you already met, was there a motivation specifically? Uh, it says his motives are unclear. And they thought his attacks were politically motivated, but found no sign of it. And at one point during one of his trials, he expressed that God told him to do it. Yeah, that's something God wants you to do. I guess God uh, was always fucking people like that. Hey, kill your son, all that kind of stuff. He was uh, quoted as saying in one of his trials that I wreck trains because I like to see people die and I like to hear them scream. You know, I got to say, points for honesty. Yeah. I uh, mean, God, I mean, I, I would expect some kind of bullshit thing like well, torture childhood. No, just like to. Like to ki- like to kill people. No big deal. Now, the other motivations, as far as we can tell, is that uh, it was reported that he achieved orgasm by derailing these trains. It, there's and easier is, ways. That is the Maybe, reason I why know. I brought the story to the table. Was it's not the fact that he derailed trains. That's something it's, you could hear about on your average train podcast, like train cast and. Yeah, and, and then Pod Train. That's pod, a good one, pod too. Pod Train's a big one. A lot of train-based uh, uh, people who are into trains are very unoriginal, so they that's really what yeah. it is. There's, the, the, uh, the Train Pod. Uh, yep. Pod. The Train Trap Pod Pod. The uh, Cast Cast. has nothing to do with trains in it. They just forgot nope, to name nope. it that. They just actually called it Cast uh, twice. Rail Cast. Uh, yep, there's... Uh, and, uh, Not and, to be confused with uh, uh, Rail Rail Cast, which is where people like to do two lines of cocaine. Yeah, and then they have a great podcast. Cause it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> they just talk really fast. And then, which is different than fast cast, which is also one where they talk really fast, but no cocaine is involved. And there's derail cast, yeah, which was actually uh, all about this guy. Well, and there's also derail cast cast about the guy who did two rails for the other podcast, got into a wicked bad coke problem, and it's and his journey to cleanliness and yeah, a healthy life. De- it's called a derailing, derailed, de- de- yeah. derailed. Yep. Um, so now, don't get us mixed up with any of those. Now, the only proof we have that this guy actually got off on trains being derailed is when he was uh, caught. They found the trousers that he wore the night of the fatal crash that he uh, where he got everyone to fall into the ravine, and the trousers actually were found to have semen stains on the inside of them. Yeah, and there's really not very many ways you get semen st- uh, stains on the inside of your stuff, other than just flat out having yeah, uh, mainly from organ. mainly from derailing trains. I hear. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's just <laughs> one of those things that happens. <laughs> hey, I'm a survivor. See, uh, yeah, sometimes I, uh, you know, I uh, come to climax when uh, we crash. That's it. Now, what apparently he suffered from, and this is a modern term, uh, it is symphorophilia, which is disaster fetishism. We we covered that in one of our um, sexual w- things where we're talking about people who get off on uh, like car crashes and Absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there's also a Hungarian-German TV film about him, if you'd like to watch it, that came out in 1983. Do I? Called The Train Killer. Oh. Again, train people are not very original. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Is a killer like strays? We're just going to chalk this one up. Uh, train killer. Are we good with that, guys? All right. Let's take lunch. You can also hear uh, a breakdown minute by minute of that entire movie on Train Killer Cast. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really, they just talk about that movie. They dissect it so many times. And then there's the competing uh, Train Killer Cast where they do two minutes at a time. We we might have to plant uh, Train Killer into our commentary uh one of these times to see if anybody wants us to cover that because I wouldn't train. mind just getting it's like, like I, I want an 80s theme song to open it too like I'm a train killer train killer I yeah. like to kill trains <laughs> yes. like not, super yeah. unoriginal I'm a train killer not a trained killer because that would be much cooler than a train killer I no like one to kill trained trains. me to kill trains a lot of train puns I taught myself <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That sounds like an empty promise waiting to happen. That works for me. But yeah, this is an old story I had in my notes that I thought was kind of interesting, basically because of that it end is, point. Yeah. Like, the rest of it's kind of boring, but when you find out that he did yeah. it just to, to gratify also, I, I, I realize what, what it takes to derail trains. I actually recently watched a uh, PBS special called Why Trains Crash. And, uh, is it it's because much, they go off the rails? They, they, they literally just go around a corner too fast. Like, 100% of them have been because they're like, oh, forgot to slow down. So if they <laughs> just made tracks without corners... No trains would derail. Well, honestly, if they actually what they're working on uh, is straight track, it's pretty much having uh, automated uh, tra- trains that pretty much cover their speed based on where they are on the track. That tracks. seems like it would be really easy to do. They pretty much already have the technology. It was supposed to have been implemented like three times by now, and it's pushed back again to like 2020 or something like that, or maybe it's 2018. But supposedly, 100 percent of uh, trains are supposed to have this technology where if the conductor forgets to like slow down where he's supposed to, it will pretty much take care of it for you and override the conductor and, and manually, you know, I mean, automatically do it. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And there's like a mother of the, the home base, almost like air traffic control that takes care of making sure that everything's going. So good. train drivers can now be worse at their job and still maintain their job than practically any other profession. Well, well they figured that one of the worst, like a senator. one of the worst train crashes we had <laughs> in, in American history was not that long ago. And it was because the guy was texting while training. I remember that yeah. Te- texting while training. Yeah. That's how. That's what you call driving a train. Yeah. Training. <laughs> training. How, how do you train someone to training? It's funny. Instead of call, yeah, I guess train, I, I'm, I'm doing training training today. I guess you're right. It's just drive because we don't go carring. We go. <laughs> we, we drive a car. Yeah, you're driving okay. a train. Yeah, you're, you 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 point that logic also. Out. You're not. There's no steering wheel on a train. But it's not like there's a corner coming. Steer left. But I don't know. I mean, does that is that what you consider driving? Is just steering? You're, no. Otherwise, it'd be yeah, called because when you do well, cruise no, it, control, it, I, you're just steering, but it's still driving. Yeah. If you do cruise control in an automatic car on the highway, you're still driving. But I consider the driving part the steering wheel part. Okay, but why, the, why don't they just call that, why does it have another name called steering? Steering? Well, it is. Because if you're in a boat, you're not driving a boat, you're steering a boat. Wait, so it doesn't count for boats? So I guess you're it's steering a train? For... No, you're not. That's the one thing you're, you're not, not doing you when you're one in a thing, train. Hopefully you're not. <laughs> one thing you're not doing. I mean, doing. they could put like a little novelty wheel on there so you can so see you're like trying you're to say something? using the pedals is driving and using the wheel is steering. Okay. You know, no, you no, sold no, me. No, no, I'm you saying, sold me. No, I get it. You no, need I'm to stop saying, no, I'm, I'm actually saying it's a combination of all those things. And whether you take one away or wow, not, it's just, still a combination. I get it. I'm dumb. <laughs> I get it. Come on, dumb, dumb. <laughs> get with it. Get with it. Uh, well, um, outside of that, um, I don't think we have a whole lot more to cover. I'm out of show notes. Uh, uh, yeah, we are at Green Mountain Comic Expo for the last day right now. We've uh, ma- managed to stretch this podcast out over two days, a Saturday and a Sunday. Yep, yep. Uh, it is no longer April Fool's Day. If you're listening to this in one burst, imagine us. We, we literally took 48 hours to create. 50 minutes as of now <laughs> yeah. of audio. Yeah, and I, I do believe at the beginning we did say that uh, if we were a little short on time, we could go out on a few minutes of maybe one of our um, uh, lost and found or something like that. Yeah. We'll, fi- we'll, figure, we'll figure something out. We'll put something in right here, and we might also have a song to go out on. Uh, we don't know. Um, we could talk about the magic act we just saw. There was a no, magic let's, let's act uh, on stage. Let's not do that. <laughs> look, look, Jer. An egg. Yeah. Uh, we call the nerd magician. Snake. Yep. This is a, there's a snake in that can. Snake. 
it'd be great if it really was. Sorry, like a cobra. If, if everyone listening is super confused, what you just heard me do is about the energy level of the magic performance on stage. If I were to take it down about three notches, that's true. Yeah, you were a little. Uh, I was a little, a little excited up. there. Yeah. Got a little excited. You're a little juiced up there, bud. I would love to find that guy's coffee and just just throw. I don't know Couple any of, kind of upper in it. Just, any. Yeah, just some just meth. Well, it's probably decaf coffee. First that was of just all. The, now he's the 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 meth magician instead. Yeah, that guy definitely drinks decaf. If we put a little meth in there. All right, all right. For this next trick, I'm he literally s- chops <laughs> a kid's head off. <laughs> the next trick, I'm gonna suck someone's dick for some drugs. <laughs> 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 I can picture that. It would be pretty. Actually, that would be a pretty funny comedy show. Just like go up there, like selling yourself like an open mic as I need a magician. Volunteer, I need a volunteer. Just be like, come on. Like clearly, he's got like track marks and shit. Like, All right, suck you for some goat. All right, give me your wallet. <laughs> Wait, are you just are you I mugging me? Are you mugging me? I can see you taking yeah. the money. He just like has a knife, <laughs> like a switchblade. All right, give me your wallet. Wait, is this a trick? People trust magicians, so it would probably work for yeah. one. And then be for like, the all right, person, yeah. yeah. All right, now I'm gonna go behind this wall. Click my trick. Click, 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 click. Click. The blade comes out of the switchblade. Presto, changeo, blado. Stabo, stabo, stabo. Yeah, and then just and then just head out the back egg. door. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, did I just trade you my wallet for an egg? <laughs> I'm gonna need that egg back. That's yeah. my that's my lunch. <laughs> One raw egg. <laughs> Believe me, if I could trade that I egg for crack, honestly, I would. I would think that would get a better applause round than what he got. That's, that's true. Yeah, it's bigger on the inside. Um, well, all right. Yeah, yeah I, well, I say I think I say that we're pretty, in pretty, we're in pretty good shape. I think we got enough. We can fill the. Uh, we can flesh the rest of the show out with something, some little turd, or we're just yep. gonna be a little short. Doesn't really matter. I think we're in good shape to uh, sign off and say goodbye to all you lovely folks out there. Uh, enjoy whatever song we may or may not play at the end of this. And, and uh, uh, big shout out to uh, any of our new listeners on rainbowradio.fm. Um, that's we, right. We're very happy to be part of this new network. Uh, if you have not heard about this, go find it online at rainbowradio.fm. And uh, yeah, we we'll, are playing Saturdays at 9 p.m. Yeah, and we will be uh, back next week for just a good old regular standard show, actually. Yeah. Uh, for the first time in a little while, because 160, we had our debate episode. And this is, of course, our little live one. Uh, so we're going to go back to the norm. After this, for a little while, and uh, see where the world takes us. Uh, in the uh, in Heck, the meantime, I might, I might even try to get us a guest. We haven't had a celebrity on in a while. That's true. It has been a little bit. Um, yeah, we'll work on that for the yeah. next couple weeks. See what we can dig out of the the, the, the internet. Yeah, plenty of things you can dig out of there. Uh, All right, but yeah. until later, get lost. Get lost. We got the people of the latest costumes on We got lightsabers in the backpack They're turning back It's non-stop fun at Comic-Con Cosplaying ladies got me looking all night To my left a Harley Quinn and Princess Leia to my right I just can't wait to get them parent to sign my Archie It's non-stop fun at Comic-Con
some of these folks, huh? I see a fellow podcast over here. Introduce yourself. My name is Gary. And I'm Spaz. We, we run, run Geek Pod Squared, a geek culture podcast. All right, thanks for coming, guys. I see another podcast right over there. Hey there, want to say hello to the listeners? Hi, my name's Cyber 109 of 109 Studios. I run PodGeek, a podcast about geek culture. Okay, all right. How about this guy? What up, what up? My name's Lando. I'm certainly and I run not. Geek no. Nerd Radio, the world's only geek culture podcast. Seriously? Oh, gee. Okay, let's try this again. You, hey you, hey. Huh? Want to say something to the Lost at Home podcast? Me, me, uh, uh, sure, I guess. Uh, I'm here, I'm here having a great time. Uh, as you can see in full costume here, I run Radio Nerdcast Geek Pod, right. a geek culture no, podcast. Kidding me. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, this guy here, he doesn't look like a podcaster. Hey there. Hey, hey. Uh, you. Hey, yo, hey. Uh, yeah, you're on Lost at Home. Say something to the subscribers. Uh, hey, my name's Roy. I'm a part-time magician, full-time sex offender. Shit. Jesus fucking Christ. How is it that among all these people I've happened across, what, like... Four podcasts and a sex offender. I was talking like tons of cool people earlier, like fun, like good people. Wait, wait, hold on, this guy, hold this guy here. I've seen this guy at things before. I think he's fine. Hey, hey, you, uh, hey, uh, hey, want to introduce yourself to the Lost at Home podcast listeners? Oh, uh, sure. My name's Troy. I'm Roy's brother. I run Gropecast, a sex offender podcast. Shit. We also chat about all things geek culture. Nope. I'm fucking done. I'm done. Welcome back to the Carson Casey Top 40. Each week, we bring you a heart-wrenching story of perseverance and adversity and weave it into the most powerful symbol of appreciation imaginable, a song dedication. This week, our heart goes out to 8-year-old Maria Galverston from Oklahoma. One week ago, Brave Maria was diagnosed with leukemia. Like a warrior princess Xena herself would envy, Maria fights against her captor cancer and continues to do her best, living a life of an eight-year-old. Despite being confined to her hospital walls, while other children her age are pushing each other on the swing and playing hide-and-seek. Recently, Maria's absentee father, Daryl, discovered what she was going through and, in an effort to make up for lost time, he would like to send out a special song to little Maria. He admits that he took off a long, long time ago and knows little, if nothing, about sweet, sweet Maria. So, Daryl would like to dedicate what he assumes is probably her favorite song to sweet Maria. Here is Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baha Men. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Well, the party was nice, the party was bumping. Hey, and everybody having a ball. Until the fellas start the name calling. And the girls respond to the call. I hear a poor one shout out. Who let the dogs out? 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 I see the young people had a ball because Billy Bongers get out. Graffy, bash graffy, get back you flea infested in mongrel Who let the dogs out? 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 Who let the dogs out?
Speedy down speed Hold her the ball Cause you really won't just get out Get back Ruffy Bash Ruffy Get back you flea infested mongrel Well if I am a dog The party is on I gotta get my groove on Cause my mind I'm gone Do you see the rays coming from my eye Walking to the prison Digimon just picking them down Me and my white socks Short dealing can't see color Any color but you I think I knew that's why they call me Pitbull Cause I'm the man of the land With it to me the two Last week, we heard the brave story of Maria Galverston from Oklahoma, who was recently diagnosed with leukemia. Her father, Daryl, phoned in to dedicate what he assumed was her favorite song. Maria's mother was not pleased with Daryl's actions, citing it as evidence that he had no idea about anything regarding their little brave girl, Maria. And... He should probably leave them alone, just like he did about eight years ago after that Buck Cherry concert. Well, we found Daryl to help him get his message across to his family. We rented a recording studio, offering Daryl a chance to create a special, personal emotional message to little Maria through her favorite song. Here is... Who Let the Dogs Out? Reprise by Daryl and the Baha Men. Who let the cancer? Cancer. Leukemia. Cancer. Before you were born, I really loved your mom. And we were both having a good time. She used to dream about having a baby. And I said, no, 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 that's not a good idea. Cancer. Cancer. Leukemia. Cancer. I know I never knew you and I never wanted to, but now you've got the cancer and I feel really, really bad for you, Martha. Maria? Maria? I'm gonna tell myself to be a good father Now that you got not so long to live I tell the doctor, hey, you should fix her But if they don't, that's on them, not me I'm a good father Cancer Cancer Leukemia Cancer Maria is not in if he don't have a cancer. Maria is not in if he don't have a cancer. 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 Leukemia. Cancer I know I never knew you And I never wanted to But now you've got the cancer And I feel really, really bad for you Martha Maria Maria Cancer's no good Uh, uh, uh Someone should cure it Some, someone should cure it Someone should get rid of your cancer, cancer, cancer. I'm looking at you, Mr. Dr. Fancy Pants. Why don't you cure my daughter's cancer? 